Hi guys, this is Rachel and this is Aretha and welcome back to the We Mama podcast. Today we're going to talk about is one child no child. <sighs> Deep sigh. I think the reason we wanted to have this discussion is because, well, after I had my daughter, other people ask, okay, so when are you going for the next one? And I'm like, mm, I'm not going for the next one. This is it. And, you know, they look at you like, oh, how dare you I have know, one child? Like, who is she going to play with? I'm like, she's going to go to school. She has family. She has friends. I have friends who have kids. So she's not going to be like lonely so yeah so i mean that's what i don't know what your feedback has been has people been asking you a lot okay so when are you gonna have number two three four five six? Oh yes definitely they're just like you know um look he's getting so big and you know like how like kairo's like supersized <laughs> so like people just see him and just think he's older than he is so they're, they're always like look how big he is i'm like well first of all he's a two-year-old pop down <laughs> he's still um, a toddler. yeah Calm down. And then it's just the whole, like, he needs a sibling. He needs somebody to play with. He needs somebody to talk to. I'm like, you don't talk that much. Relax. He goes, <laughs> yes. And I mean, you're there. I'm there. I was like, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I get it to some point, but I think having another child is not something I'm going to go in because somebody advises I should give my child another child. Like, there are reasons why, for me, I'm not emotionally mentally in the space right now to have an next child and i and don't even, think i will be even for the sake of the actual child let's say that it was shown that children thrive better when they have a sibling etc well it is shown to some extent but that's usually younger children thrive better when they have an older sibling yeah. so giving our older child a sibling right now may not mean anything yeah, you know, it's like it would be good for the younger child to have our older child. Oh, so, there, yeah, you know, but this this older child, like how much they're like, oh, he needs somebody to talk to. How much interaction is Carol <laughs> gonna get from a baby yeah. at this stage in his life? Like, let's like, say I do have a new baby in a year. What right. interaction is he getting? By the time he's ready to get interaction out of that child, he's gonna be also older. You know, yeah. which he should have already gotten his words in. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, like his, his primary development is like should be done at that point because it's going to be like six, seven, you know? Correct, but beyond yeah. that, it's also just from a point of like, how can you tell a woman that she should adjust her life further Correct. for the sake of this, uh, this child that she has? So l- let's say that we have a child for the sake of, let's say I have a child for the sake of Cairo. How can you tell me that I've already sacrificed and created one human now i have to create another human for the benefit of this first human like where in the contract is that that like once you start creating humans all you do is sacrifice your time to make more yes and and also too i think a lot of people don't look at is the mother in the right space because a happy me is a happy child a happy parent is a happy child and like we were saying a couple of podcasts before you can't um give from an empty cup so if I'm not at the place where I need to be mentally, emotionally, physically, how can I give any more than I'm, I'm already, you know, at my limit of giving for now. And that should be okay. It shouldn't be admonished. Well, you should have a next child because I, because I, and I am not paying you for your, your, your family bills. I'm not helping out with childcare because I say you should have 
another yeah. child. Yeah, and also it's just like society has been set up for so long where women have just been kind of there to help the process of everybody else along. So Correct. to be a wife and help the process of the man along, uh, you know, and mm-hmm. fold his laundry and do his clothes and keep his house clean and et cetera, et cetera, and meet his sexual needs. And then also to be a mother and keep the whole... And that's an- another level of giving I think I did not completely understand until I had my daughter. Yeah, you know, to just keep... You're just keeping this other human alive and keeping them entertained and also kind of keeping the population growing because there's no... There's there's not no amount of time that a man has to give up to actually procreate. Like he literally donates some sperm and waits nine months. There is no <laughs> amount of time that he has to give up his body to yes. actually procreate. No amount of pain, no amount of changes, no amount of hormone fluctuations, no amount of risk. Because that's the next thing that people don't talk about. Women Correct. who die in childbirth, like not the majority but it's like, why am I trying to, why are you pushing me to gamble with my literal life? Yeah, exactly. You know? Especially where that person may, may not even have known the circumstances that probably happened to you during your first birth or even or even anything that maybe it took a while for you to even get a first child. You exactly. know, they think you can just, okay, have sex and you'll just get a child. It doesn't work like that for everybody. Yeah. And you know, you like know? for some women, like it costs them a lot of money to even even have a child and that's not something they're just going to talk about with every tom dick and harry exactly you know? and so it's like i have friends who spent 40 50 000 us on an IVF. donors artificial yeah. insemination hormone shots etc so what you're telling this person is that because you have an opinion she should spend another 50 grand well call 50 50 grand and then let's talk i may even work that's next thing. exactly it may not even work and then for well in my case kai was planned so just even to go through the the emotional state that it took when we were trying and I wasn't mm-hmm. getting pregnant, that is a lot. And it's not something you it's not something that's easily discussed. Because when we got married, um, we started to wait before we had kids. And then when mm-hmm. I was ready, it was a, a lot of okay, so when you have the next child, I'm not next child. Well, when you when you're gonna have your first child, but they didn't know that I'm I am trying, but it's not happening, you know. Yeah. And it's not my business, and it's not your business for me for me to tell you. Well, yeah, we are trying, but no luck yet. And and sometimes you know when you offer that, the look you get back is like a a look of pity. You you don't want to share that. Exactly, you know. You and know? then especially in the Caribbean and I would say Latin American cultures and even African cultures, where the weight of the woman. Woman, the importance of the woman is so tied to fertility yeah. that if you tell anybody, oh, well, it took me six months to get pregnant, they look at you like you're what? less of a woman kind of thing, you know, and a lot of women don't want to go down that road. For mm-hmm. us, like, we didn't take long to get pregnant at all, but we did have a miscarriage. Oh, okay. You know, and we quickly got pregnant with the first one then miscarried then quickly like three weeks later we were pregnant with Cairo so it was a very rapid fire for us like within like six weeks we went through two turnovers and it was like a lot of emotions you know yeah yeah and um for me it was like I didn't really get any time to heal or to deal with my first situation before yeah. I realized like I had to just let that go and nourish my body and nourish my mind for the fact that I have a real actual vibe baby coming now 
mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. and so like people don't know the emotional toll that like the whole process takes on people you know yeah and um and so to consistently be like oh, pressuring well, somebody yeah and it was only after i had Cairo that i could actually deal with my first situation because i push it aside for so long yeah the fact that i have to keep a positive mind etc cetera, etc cetera, for this baby yeah you know I, so i can understand that because i mean not not similar but when i got pregnant I confided in one friend and she was pregnant at the same time and she ended up miscarrying and we were, we were roughly the same time, the same number of weeks. Yeah. And she actually had a miscarriage at 14 weeks. Oh yeah. And, oh, that's and, rough. and that was hard. It was hard for me for her because we were kind of going through the journey together. Yeah. And then it made me just internalize a lot of my feelings because it's like, mm-hmm. I didn't want that for me, you know, and I was just so frightened of the possibility. So a lot of the feelings I had, I just kind of pushed it down. I was like, listen, just don't focus on it. Don't. So I didn't really, so I didn't really talk a lot about my pregnancy or even show my pregnancy like in pictures or Instagram or anything like that. Cause I just wasn't comfortable Mm -hmm. and I didn't like people just keep talking about it because some women we we they just want to make it to the finish line yeah definitely like, that's all we just want to you know? reach the finish line so all the extra talk that's completely unnecessary at and that point also, in time it's kind of also like i know that a lot of women love being pregnant and they say they love being pregnant yeah. and it's glorious and blah 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 i hated that shit <laughs> I enjoyed parts of it, but I don't think I was because I think what went with what happened with my friend. I don't feel like I was as exuberant. I think mm-hmm. about it, and for me, it just felt very foreign, and I can pl- I can place what was going on. Like I don't know how to describe it. It's like I knew it was happening, but it was weird that it was happening to me. Yes, I know exactly. What you're saying. <laughs> and I, guess, I think it's because we had never. I realized that for me too, because I had never grown up thinking, "Oh my God!" Like you know, like some women think they plan their wedding and they plan how much babies they're gonna have, and they know their baby. Yeah. Like, that was not it for me. I was never that person. So to even reconcile the fact that like I had this urge to be a mother and now I'm becoming a mother, it just felt like something that just happens to other people. Yeah. You know? So it was very weird. Even when um she started to kick, it was like, ooh. Like my best explanation to somebody is like, it feels like an alien. Because it, it was just such a foreign concept that's happening to me in this particular time. I, I couldn't wrap my mind around it at, yeah. at all. And I think it's important for more women to just be open with how they felt while they were pregnant. Because I think we all think we have to say it was glorious and it was the most wonderful thing, la, 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 you know? And it's just like, no, like, for me, it served a purpose. Like, I want a child and this is yes. the process of having a child. But to be like, I was in love with that process, no, it was very, very a means to an end for me. Like, if I could call my children into existence, I yeah. sign me up. And they can, like, <laughs> teleport out of, out of yeah, you. Yeah, like, who is trying to grow a human, though? That's how it works. Like, what? <laughs> like, if you it have, is. like, imagine explaining this to a small child. Like, where do babies come from? I don't even think the sex part is what's going to throw them up. I think no. it's, it's you made a human inside that, inside your belly right yes. there. I'm like, yes, girl. That happened, girl. 
<laughs> and the amount of work that that it takes and because for me you know i i developed um gestational so it's like i had to watch what i eat i had mm. to make sure i exercise it's just it's just a lot of planning and then look down and you're like your body is just not the way you're used to seeing it and you can't see your feet and you are extremely tired and it was just like i can't like i can't figure i i can't figure this out yeah i, I, did. Think, I think a lot of women kind of see it as like for some women they're like oh it was so natural for me and it felt great and this and that good for you you know <laughs> and i mean it didn't like i didn't get extremely tired until like the last month like right that <laughs> but for me my um my morning sickness in the beginning i actually lost weight in the first couple of weeks oh okay I'm morning sickness. I remember the first day I thought I had food poisoning. It was coming out of both ends. I was like in fetal position on the bed. It was like cramps rocking my soul. I was like, what did I eat? I'm about to die. (laughs) You know? And it didn't occur to me that I could be pregnant because I had just taken a test like three days earlier because like Kai we were planning for Cairo. So I was like taking tests and like, you know, yeah. so it never occurred to me because I took tests three days earlier and it was negative. So I'm like, dang, like I really have, this is the way I die. <laughs> <laughs> like the food poisoning took me out. And I had a friend bring Pepto-Bismol to my house and stuff. Oh and I'm just my like, God. Yeah, I'm just really sick, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, so about, I think it was later that day, something just told me, take another test. Even though I was like, oh, you know, I don't think it's bad, but just in case. And plus, yeah. I was like, who gets diarrhea when they get pregnant? I've never heard of <laughs> diarrhea from morning sickness. I was like, this, yeah. this, is, this is just death. This is not baby. <laughs> so anyway, so I took a second test and it did turn out that I was pregnant. Like the line was really faint because I was only about 10 days pregnant. Okay. But yeah, it did turn out that I was pregnant. And I just remember thinking, if this is how it's about to be, well, just get a wheelchair. Just yeah, go online and that order was, yourself a wheelchair. Yeah, if that was like the tone being set. Yeah, I was like, because this is some nonsense. This is not what I signed up for at all, at all, at all. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, so so it, it it bothers me when people, especially people who, who, who have had kids, if they don't share some level of sympathy that, that they remember all that it is to go through to be like so when you're having number two oh no you have to have an ex-child she'll be lonely and i'm like no she has a mother and a father she has relatives she will have play dates and play groups and everything so i'm like she'll be fine she'll be fine yeah, and i, mean, I remember not, you know <laughs> say not everybody because i think people say like oh like only children grow up with etc they're very introverted etc etc but not everybody Everybody in the world needs to have the same personality. Not everybody needs to be hella talkative. Yeah. Not everybody needs to be super outgoing. So if being an only child is what produces the introverts, let the introverts live their best only child life. In my instance, my brother is four years younger than me. And we pretty much lived very separate lives until, yeah, until, until, until we were adults. Mm-hmm. So, cause I remember when my, when, when he came home from the hospital, I was like, what are you doing here? It's I like, know, why, right? why are you having an ex one? I should be enough. Mm-hmm. Like, why, exactly. why are we coming to complicate my scene? Exactly. So, and then we used to fight a lot as kids. So, 
we we honestly were not close I, growing up as as children at all. And I think that's why people say, oh, to have them like back to back. No, ain't so nobody had time be... for that. I don't have I so, don't have time or energy for that. And it's just like I just feel sometimes women with a lot of kids or several kids when they're like, why you don't go back for the next one? And they, honestly, sometimes I kind of feel like misery likes company, <laughs> but I don't want to say that to them. You know, I just be like, girl, you look tired. You should be giving advice <laughs> on how much kids anybody should have because you should have probably had about two less. Relax. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that is that is not my journey i don't want to go on that journey kai is enough for me also like i am financially comfortable we actually and my husband we're financially comfortable with one child and i would like it to remain that way because i want to give my child no things experiences that i didn't have growing up you know Mm -hmm. so i can come to we can comfortably afford one two i really i'm too sure about two because it's all expensive like schools are really really expensive and um i have a lot of my co-workers who are from america tell me like when are you gonna have another kid and this and that and i'm just like listen don't speak for me because you have your parents here to help you take care of your kids you know i am not i don't have a village yeah you you have you like yeah exactly it's Sam and I and the paid help that we have so yeah. his daycare teacher and his his babysitter who comes when we have date night etc that's his village you know we don't have and then he does get to see his grandparents but that's not like every single day yeah so unless you're gonna help me pay for the, the village for the <laughs> second one because paying for Kara's first village is quite expensive <laughs> you know yeah. so so yeah so it's like so people speak but they don't speak to your experience they speak from their experience but you know their experience yeah yeah and, you know, it, and honestly, it really may not be your calling to have a next one that exactly. is possible that's the next thing like i'm working on my masters like i have like I, i've signed up for a program a program at harvard there's things that i want to do for me that having another baby right now was yeah. just wrong you yeah. know and it's like do i honestly speaking do i want another baby sure ideally i would love to experience what it's like to be a girl mom too yeah you know so that's in an ideal world but what i'm not gonna do is succumb to pressure and feel like i need to do it right this moment like i'm not saying that a year or two from now like i wouldn't venture down that road but the consistent pressure of he's getting so big he's getting so big well it's not about him it's about me so relax yeah and also as well i think a lot of us are having kids at an older age you know where Mm -hmm. like the the thirties plus in having yeah. a baby. She just came home. Um, <laughs> we're having kids at an older age, so my next child would be when I'm closer to forty. So do oh, I yeah. even want to put my body through that as as mm-hmm. well? as also something to consider. Yeah, exactly. You know, and so like if I get another one out in the next year or two, I will literally be slipping it in right under the clock. You okay. know, and yes, I have to consider all those things, and that's but that's an internal pressure that you give to yourself that shouldn't be coming from other people because yeah. that's not really their business. You know, and nobody asks you before they give this advice like, oh, when are you gonna have another baby? What was your labor like? Did you have postpartum? Bottom depression do you still have pain did you have a c-section nobody asks any of these questions they just literally act like you're a factory for producing human beings and you're not you're not a human being yourself yeah you know? i 
I I I agree. She's and I think it's um and this all of this is to not is not any critique or knock to any woman that wants to have that four, wants, five, yeah. six children. Like power to you, like if children are beautiful and that's it's wonderful that you feel like you have it within you to to give that much and to go back to the labor process that much. But not every woman wants that journey. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think the judgment of one child is no child is really like, it's really, it's ridiculous. It's archaic. And I think it's something that we need to get out of and we need to get out of women's ovaries. Like what yes. anybody wants to do with their ovaries is not anybody else's business. Exactly. Like, you know? So, like, I mean, do you have to buy tampons every month? Why do you buy ovaries? <laughs> yeah, because the, the whole thing is that if you want to have four, five, ten kids, that's you. But what we don't want is to pressure women to to have a next one or even to have one at all you know and i've seen firsthand i've had a friend she had three babies back to back and that woman has changed so much and it's kind of sad to watch because she's become a zombie of who she used to be she's so tired all the time she's so stressed out like and unfortunately for her she does not have a husband who helps helps yeah wants the kids and he's always he was talking about it and he was the one who wanted them the extra ones more than her but now he does not he goes camping for a week at a time he goes fishing all Saturday, like you know, and he's just. Yeah. Go and see the bear. Yeah. Hi, guys. <laughs> She's watching the bear. She's going out. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, and that's the next thing that women do, or people in general who are asking women about having kids, like what's what's the help situation? What's the what's the division of labor between her and her spouse? Like, you yeah, know? because like I think luckily for us, we have partners that help. Yes, but that are there. That's not everybody's experience. Yeah, and the woman, I feel like no matter how much help your husband provides, it's not the women same. Women just tend to be the lead parent. Yes, I agree. You know. Um, who, especially younger years, who the kids lash on to. Like, I Ooh. literally tell Cairo sometimes. I say, are you not seeing that your dad is sitting right next to me? Yeah. Because like, he will, like, be pulling my finger for something. And I'm yes. like, your daddy has fingers too. I, I do the but, same thing. I'm like, go by daddy. Yes. Yeah, they're not interested. They're not interested. They're like, did daddy carry me in his tum-tum for nine months? No, no, no. no. I so went to grab it. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, it's, it's easy to say all of these things and to put the pressure and stuff like that without realistically thinking and the whole concept that women were created to bear children and only that that's all they should be doing yeah it's just it's very archaic it's like it's 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 unnecessary in a world that is so populated to begin with yeah you know to like shove that whole concept down somebody's throat you know? we, and, we are living in and we're living in such different times now mm, yeah that you know, that's it's like, you know that is and, all you're and, good for yeah and i'm very i'm very pro science i'm very pro adoption um, i'm very pro there are a million ways to become a mother yes. so that whole trying to say that you have to give of your body in this particular timeline in order to satisfy everybody else's concerns i'm, I'm not about that and i'm not in support of that at all yeah yeah, I understand. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, so we just I want think... people to be kinder and to be just 
recognize the probably the uns, the subconscious pressures that you're putting on to someone else without putting yourself in that person's shoes yeah and the judgment and the intrusion because i'm telling you one thing like america has a million flaws and good stuff about it also and yeah. similarly the caribbean does too but one thing i do not miss from the caribbean is the consistent intrusion people give their mouth too much liberty in the caribbean oh I my god yeah. I couldn't handle that. Like, I'm not one. I'm not one for unsolicited advice and unsolicited opinions. It doesn't sit well with me. I will tell people about themselves. Listen, and just last week, <laughs> it's funny now. I was coming out to the car, and my neighbor, who's like, or she could be in her 80s. She's like, I see you're putting on some weight. I am in my yard and she's in her yard. And she's screaming across the room. I see you're putting on some weight, darling. I, I would have been like, yeah, your husband's here too. <laughs> see, that's why people just kind of like me. Like, that's why I have five friends. Totally. <laughs> I was like... I it registered and I was like, how do I? What's the one? It's like in the road, like you in your, you in your yard and mine. There's a street like, separating no us. No consideration. You could be putting on weight because you're fighting a tyrant from the <laughs> tribe boys. It could be anything. I was like, I think, I think, I, I don't think, I, I don't even think I responded. I just kind of smiled and waved and went inside. Mm, like that kind of <laughs> small, tight smile. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. No, I, that, I don't miss that about the Caribbean at all. Everybody's too comfortable. And it's just like you need to have respect. And boundaries. For, boundaries, yes, people. For people's mental space, for people's physical space. Like, you know. <sighs> and that is, that's one thing that a lot of people in America are good at. Okay. Like your neighbors don't be all up in your business. <laughs> you know? Like, I mean, and that's to some extent. Because if you're a black person and they hear shouting in your house, they'll find they might call you. <laughs> so that's only to an extent so yeah. run away with that but on a day-to-day basis your neighbors aren't shouting out to you about things like your weight and your fashion choices and your this and, and in Trinidad there was too much comfort with that and it just it, it wasn't it wasn't good for my mental health yeah like you know and it spawns and this is something we talk about another day but it spawns into so many other things where like people are too comfortable with telling women about their body yes the box looking fat and the ah. and the butt and the just the things that like we had to deal with growing up as a woman like I cannot tell you how much I do not miss that Caribbean culture <sighs> is way too intrusive in terms of women forward it's it's, so forward it's unhealthy (laughs) but they think it's like they think oh that's just the way we talk well some of us don't like it not every caribbean person likes that kind of thing and we have a right to be individuals you can't shove what you think or discomfort down our throat unsolicited yeah advice you know and think that because we're from the caribbean we just have to tolerate it no i don't like pepper sauce and i'm from the caribbean and and you know carnival for me it's like "Eh." okay Oh yeah, you don't like carnival. I remember that. <laughs> Guys, please don't stone her. Yeah, you're gonna hate me. A lovely human, even though she doesn't like carnival. You know I, what I mean? yeah, because um, I, I guess we could talk about that another episode. Yeah. It's just you know, it's just some things. 
and not for you yeah because exactly. of your personality and stuff like that mm-hmm. so yeah and we just yeah and that's the next thing not every woman has the personality to be a mother of multiples yes <laughs> you know and that's just what it is and you shouldn't make us feel like we're deficient because we realize that we don't because like I honestly think if I had like three or four or five children there would be no peaceful parenting <laughs> there'd be none there'd be none there'd be none 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 none, none. you know uh, I can still that. manage that with Kyra yeah. and I think I could I could still you could squeeze check it out yourself. with one more yeah, yeah you could like check with yourself. one more kid I could probably squeeze it out but I know that once I go past two unless I have like two nannies and a masseuse <laughs> and a personal chef like uh, no no, no. Yeah. I'm gonna be in a state of consistent annoyance and <laughs> I th- I think what what bothers me the most sometimes is when they hit you like make you feel like you're not a good parent to your child because you're not giving your child this whole other sibling. Yeah. Is uh... and honestly, not every child has a personality for sibling. And their school, their socialization will still happen. It doesn't yeah. stop at you know because she doesn't have an ex um, brother or sister or whatever. Exactly, exactly. And there's so much more that you can provide sometimes in way of time, yeah, in way of resources for your child when it's not stretched. You know, I think it's just we've grown accustomed to that people have lots of kids. And back in the day, it made sense because child mortality rates were so high. Yeah. You know, but we've grown past that. You don't need replacement children. No, you don't. (laughs) Polio is cool. (laughs) Like, we got that under control. There's a few countries that are still dealing with it. But for the most part, we have polio under control. We don't need backup babies. We don't. You know, we don't need to bear th- like, that. Oh, burden. Shucks, this one got mumps. Pull out his spear. <laughs> <laughs> and it's with his spear. Shall I just run your, run your ragged, you know? You right, one boy. Like, is that second and third one? And just be like, well, look at you now. What, <laughs> well, look at my crosses. <laughs> I know you're calling child cross. Cross. You know, and I mean, all jokes aside, like I do, Quantity does want a second one. Good for you. I just, it has to be totally my decision for my body. It's not about my spouse. It's not about Cairo. It's about me, and when I'm ready to know that I can parent that child in a way that we will both come out of it sane. Yeah. You know, <laughs> to put it, yeah. Well, I mean, that's good for you. I, I, um, I'm done. I no, and I totally, I totally respect that. You know, and, uh, and people are like, oh, it's because you know, you remember your 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 labor. You'll forget about that. You'll forget about that in time. Give it two years. I'm like, no, I am good. I don't want the next one. I have one. One is enough. I don't need yeah, to I'm- like do this again. My child, and my child a is lot of the real. A lot of the real work comes after the labor, you know? Yes. So it's not even always about the labor. Because that's what my significant other tells me all the time. He's like, you were lucky. Cairo basically walked out. I was like, first of all, you, had you, were inside, <laughs> you were inside my body feeling what I felt. So you can't tell me what was easy. Fall all the way back. You don't even have a iota of, yes. of an inkling of what labor pains feel like so not because i took it like a g <laughs> means that that didn't hurt 
Yeah. Fall back. I don't want your opinion <laughs> on what you thought it looked like. Nobody, nobody wants that. No. You know. And the next thing is not because my labor with Cairo was fairly easy. It means that the second time around is going to be the same thing. Exactly. I'm going to be older. I haven't lost all the baby weight from the first time. I don't work out. Like, I used to work out six to seven days a week before I had Cairo. I'm not doing that right now, you know? Yeah. So, this time around doesn't necessarily have to be so easy. Correct. You know? And also, America's in a very tumultuous racial state. And there have been so much statistics showing you how much black mothers tend to pass away more during labor. Right now, I am mouthing to my husband to keep my child away. <laughs> I think she keeps following me and I'm trying to record and he opens the door I'm like keep her keep her keep her for 10 minutes you see if, if we both have two kids how could we record this podcast okay <laughs> I think we're gonna have to wrap this up because she's losing yeah no, that's losing fine. her mind let's, let's wrap it up for today but that's something that we can touch on another time which is yes. the mortality rate for black women in, the, in, yes. in, in America and you know is it something because that's something that's keeping me back from like going ahead with the second one you know so yeah okay all these things are things that we definitely need to think about <laughs> and we definitely need to let women make their own decisions yes i agree <laughs> so rachel's very distracted so she got to go guys <laughs> so this is the part where they play the oscar rap of music so thank you guys for coming out today thanks for like coming to my guys and god and you know, this film wouldn't have been possible. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys again for coming to We Mama. Thank you for sitting with us and <laughs> listening to us, you know, and you don't have to share the 100% same views with us, but we just like to give perspectives from what's outside of the norm sometimes, you know, especially as women, like having a voice, you know, it's really important for us because for years, women didn't really have a voice. Yes. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just here in the background. Okay, Rachel's gotta go. Okay, guys. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Um, Aretha, uh, remind them to like, share, subscribe to the podcast. What she said. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank Have you, guys. Bye. Bye.